podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that talks about the moments and romance that make you sing and dance and read books and eat cheesecake um we are talking about our favorite made for tv romances the kinds that you find on uh lifetime netflix all the places but today we've got a hallmark movie hallmark movie so this we're we're going recent with this one because we just had to we couldn't not that was the whole thing we just had to we watched it and we were like uh this is an episode like Tomorrow, thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, it takes us a minute to get things out, which is why this is not tomorrow, tomorrow, but. Yes. You know what I mean? It's, it's what, like a month, month ago? It aired on April 2nd, 2022. So not long ago at all. Yes. As recent as will damn well please. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, Hannah, but can we – should we describe what, what this is? Yeah, yeah. So today we're talking about just one kiss. <laughs> Which I know it's not this, but I kept singing Bye Bye Birdie, one last kiss. <laughs> just one last kiss. Okay, well, one last kiss. But I know that's not it, but it still made me sing. But it sort of – it fits with the theme of this movie in a lot of ways. True. So I, that's fair. So this is the Hallmark little synopsis. I think they have a longer one too, but we like the little ones. Sparks fly between Professor Mia and lounge singer Tony through a series of chance encounters. Little do they know their mothers are scheming to set them up. And it stars Krista Rodriguez, Asentino Fontana, ah. Liana Douglas, and Aida Totoro. Amaze balls. So let's talk about this movie. <laughs> Mia Rivera, played by Krista Rodriguez, is a mid-divorce professor of romantic poetry. Since she's dealing with her ex, she's very sour on love. So her take on poetry is also a bit angry. You know, it's whatever your perspective is, poetry, right? Just in the eye of the beholder. It's all in the eyes of the and I will fight anybody about this and I'm still mad at the professor from college who told me I got it wrong. <laughs> Don't think you could get poetry wrong. Here, here. Um, <laughs> so that's where she is right now. Um, and she's especially angry because both her ex, Casey, and her daughter, Rosie, seems to think that a reconciliation is in the cards for her marriage. But luckily for Mia, she's got her bestie, Maddie Finocchio, um, known in this movie as Nick, and to lean on and to bitch to and to drink with. Santino Fontana's Tony Romano is a singer and a voice teacher. And he is also not so hot on love after his girlfriend ruined his self-esteem. He likes to keep, you know, his dating cool and casual. uh, And he takes a date to see 1941's Penny Serenade. It's a movie, in case that is unclear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also at the same showing is Mia and Nick, though... Mia is talking and disparaging throughout the whole thing uh, by being like, love is for suckers, yelling at the screen kind of situation. And this is 
bothering Tony because Tony actually likes this movie and technically so does she, but you know. Wait, what? You make fun of movies that you like? I know. Wait, what? <laughs> Who are these people? How <laughs> they dare they? Podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also in the theater are Marlene and Sophia, Tony and Mia's mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and they are disparaging of the love lives of their children. So the moms decide to set them up together. So the first setup happens when Mia and Tony are out for a morning run. Because Tony is hella superstitious, his mom knows exactly how to get him to run into Mia because she's going to throw a black cat in his path. <laughs> she knows he'll like spaz out um they do not recognize each other from the movies however mia and tony when they run into each other but tony is instantly intrigued mia on the other hand is so not and the mothers are thrilled (laughs) yeah that's a very good line with the yes he likes her and she hates him it's perfect Since Casey's lying about money and drinking caused Mia to have to sell their apartment, she is currently looking for a new place to live. The mom slip a flyer in her mailbox about a place in Brooklyn, which is perfect for her and Rosie, and she takes it. But who lives across the hall? Of course, it's Tony. Because why else would the mom slip a very specific flyer in her mailbox? <laughs> And Tony's niece, Bella, who is right around Rosie's age, though I think she's a year older, um, is often at Tony's while his sister travels. Like, he's essentially, like, part-time parent Mm -hmm. without being parent. He gets to be, like, cool live-in uncle in a weird way. It's a somewhat strange setup, but it seems to work for them. Yeah. Um, So the two girls become instant friends because... That's, that's it's sort of like when you go on vacation with a sibling and you're like, I hate you most of the time, but all of a sudden you're the only child I know. And now you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, and which means that either Mia has to be a mean mom to keep the two girls apart or she has to get to know Tony and she's not a mean mom. <laughs> Bottom line. Um, Because she has already made a lot of changes in her daughter's life, Mia allows Rosie to go out with Tony and Bella to this arcade as long as Mia goes with them. She's a bit wary of Tony saying that he's not a bad guy because, you know, bad guys say that. (laughs) I'm not a bad guy. Um, But she decides to take him up on his offer to go see his show that night with her friends. So she brings Nick and Nick's husband, Derek, uh, both who are very on board the Mia and Tony train, especially when Tony guesses her favorite song, which is Someone Should Watch Over Me, because it's also his favorite song, and he sings it to her in the supper club that he works in, and it's all wonderful. And Mia is a little bit charmed. Just a teensy-weensy bit. Uh, So Tony is smitten, and he tries to kiss Mia that night, but she is not ready and is like, whoa, 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 mister, back off. Um, And so they agree to be friends because they are neighbors and they don't want it to get weird. And he's like, you know, please knock on my door if you need a cup of sugar. You know, 
let's be at the very least those kinds of people. <laughs> I liked the um, line where he's like, you know, if I need flour, you need an egg. And I wish they had said like, good thing we're not gluten free or l- vegan. <laughs> that would be very, very hard. <laughs> uh, so when Tony witnesses Casey being an ass to Mia in the hallway, he like is good and he checks on her and makes sure she's okay. Um, and they have a cheesecake run in, also courtesy of the mamas. And he lets her have the piece that doesn't, you know, go on a, you know, shake and bake whirlwind. <laughs> it falls on uh, the floor, but in the container. So it's like squished. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's it's not it's not a mess. And he he takes the mangled piece for himself. And he shows her the roof of the building, which is sort of secret because you need a key and you're not supposed to have a key, but he has a key. Um, And they talk music and literature and poetry. And then when Casey flakes on taking Rosie for the night, which like, I'm sorry, that was the part of the movie that like upset me the most, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, And and, because Mia has Derek's art show, like she's, like oh like Casey is coming by to take her kids so that I can go to this thing that I have a commitment to Tony babysits like last minute happily totally and it's very cute uh super cute so when Mia returns from her art show excursion Tony Rosie and Bella while while he was babysitting them have put together a song and dance number for her so she sits <laughs> and they, per- they perform for her and they're doing this rendition of New York New York and um Mia is so like charmed and just like all around Twitter pated by all of this that she agrees to pay Tony for babysitting by taking him out for a drink the following night and therefore having their first date. So after their date goes so well, they do end up going in for a kiss in the hall, but ex Casey manages to ruin everything by opening the door, having shown up unexpectedly to drop Rosie off and somehow has a key to the apartment and it sucks that he's there at all. Agreed. I have decided that I am not upset about the fact that he is in the apartment anymore. I was upset initially, but Rosie should have a key to the apartment, so she should have been able to get in, and he shouldn't leave her alone. So I'm okay with him being there in that capacity. I am upset that he does have a key to her apartment, but that is a separate issue. But I will say that I liked the fact that... um, Casey goes back in and Tony says goodnight and gives her a kiss on the cheek, having like knowing that moment is gone. Now it is not appropriate to have our first kiss. And I thought that was super. But he he also said one thing that's great about this movie is there's a lot of like recognition that real life happens. So there was the whole like. That's the thing, you know, he has a whole thing about like, that's the thing about dating people. You come in in the middle of their lives and you can't expect them not to have one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you like, got it up. That's exactly verbatim, I'm pretty sure. So Yeah, and, you know, he's like, yeah, you have an ex. Like, So do I. <laughs> yeah, like it's not – we'll figure it out. Like that's, that is not a red flag because it shouldn't be because that's insanity. Love it. If it had been. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Tony, while he has his issues to work out with a therapist – 
is not threatened by the mere existence of Casey. He sees a book of poetry by Mia's favorite obscure poet at a shop on the way home, buys it, and gives it to her as a present on the roof. Um, And he tells her how he found his passion in old standards, you know, music standards. Uh, And they dance in the light of the full moon Mm. on the rooftop, at which point Mia has had enough waiting and spins in for a kiss. And so that night... Tony dreams of Mia, and she is singing an old standard in a sparkly dress, and his dream is in black and white, and they dance together, and it is perfect, except for the part where he wakes up when they're about to kiss again. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, So the next morning, Tony and Bella invite Mia and Rosie to come with them to a birthday party when they bump into them on their way out the door. The quartet end up at a retirement home where Tony sings every weekend. It's his uncle Harry's birthday, and they're having a party. And when Mia and Tony dance together, Rosie starts to realize that her dream of her dad and Mia getting back together might be over. Wah-wah. Yeah. So Mia and Tony finally get to go on, like, a real dinner date. And it goes well, and they are like talk about it and are going to try and make this whole like romance between them work. And the evening ends with another kiss. And that night, Tony has his same dream of Mia in the sparkly dress, but this time it ends with Casey showing up and taking Mia away. But not all dreams come true. So he shows up the next day with coffee, you know, a little rattled, but um, he's got coffee and, and cannoli for breakfast or and cannoli. It's just and cannoli, yeah. not and a cannoli. <laughs> um, he has coffee and cannoli for breakfast, plus an invite to a black and white film festival. And Mia is like, yeah, sounds great. Thank you. This is awesome. Like, love cannoli, love coffee, love film. We're all into this. Uh, so Casey shows up to drop Rosie off. Uh, And he informs Tony that he will be back in Mia's life and he steals Mia's coffee before leaving. And so Tony is like that much more unsettled because he's had this dream and Casey is like, you know, doing the human equivalent of trying to pee on Mia. (laughs) Gross. What he's doing. I mean, yeah, he's, he's just being, you know, what's the word? Um, territorial. territorial. He's being yeah. quite territorial. And you do that with peeing. Anyway, Rosie is ready to face the truth of her parents' divorce. Um, Mia has signed the papers, but has kept the nitty gritty from Rosie. She is honest with Rosie about how she wants the absolute best for Casey and hopes he gets better from his addictions, but will not tolerate being treated without respect. She has to do set up those boundaries. She will not put up with being lied to anymore. And so, no, she is never going to take Casey back. Both Tony and Mia are going about their lives like they are walking on clouds. Uh, Even Mia's students notice that she is more happy and hopeful and they're like, she's seeing somebody. Uh, So when Tony runs into Casey with a suitcase outside claiming that he's moving in, he's like really thrown because he was like, I thought we had a good thing going. Um, And up in the apartment, Mia is allowing Casey to stay 
on the couch for a few days until the floors of his new apartment are done. And I have issues with this, Mm. but I am not part of this relationship. (laughs) On their way to the library, Mia runs into Tony um, and tries to explain the situation. But, like, he is hurt and already has assumed that Casey is actually moving in. Like, in, in. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't want to like won't listen uh he cancels their movie festival date and then mia sees him hug a beautiful brunette on the sidewalk as she comes out of a cab and of course we know or we learn very quickly that the brunette is his sister bella's mother but mia doesn't know that because she's never met bella's mother Mm because she's been away the whole rest of the movie Mm -hmm. um and so both parties are broken up or believed to be broken up and heartbroken and and sad and you know communication absolutely <laughs> communication. <laughs> so because of all this, Mia turns back into her, her angry anti love self, <laughs> and <laughs> it's pretty funny in class. Um, and Tony starts singing about heartbreaks in his show. Both of them are miserable, and the moms don't know what to do. Nick, while he can't fix the heartbreak, does end up pulling a fire alarm to stop to stop Mia's class because she's going off the rails on being like heartbroken in poetry, and <laughs> it's pretty damn funny. Um, but then Tony runs into Rosie waiting on the steps of the building for Casey, and and she explains that no, her dad is not back, and like no, that's not going to happen, and her mom is at some old movie, and Tony realizing his mistake is like, oh, crap. Okay, he has to go to the movies to get his girl. So in the theater, Mia is sadly watching an old film. I don't remember which one. I don't know if I knew it or not. Yeah. Uh, Tony sits behind her and tells her that they have a misunderstanding. And so she learns that the woman that he hugged is his sister and that Tony thought Casey was back in her life. And she reiterates that Casey is never coming back, especially since she fell in love with someone else. Her heart is spoken for. Um, and that they fell in love after just one kiss. Aww. And so they kiss again. And since one, one kiss, kiss means forever, we see this pair duet at the cyber club with the mamas looking on happily from heaven because, oh, yeah, they're ghosts. They're ghosts the whole time. <laughs> Twist. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> but i will say when we've watched this movie if you were tweeting along with us we called that the moms were ghosts pretty much from the first scene um we we are so conditioned by mr Shyamalan that we can tell when wow they're not actually talking with them directly in this scene they must be dead (laughs) (laughs) yes so ghost moms doing their ghost thing so should we discuss what the fuck moments? You know, I I feel like there are there's not a lot of super what the fucks in this movie. I think there's a lot to discuss. I agree, but I'm I'm 100 on board with you. Yeah, there's there's the only time I went, oh my god, what the fuck was um <laughs> was something sort of like technical. Mm-hmm. Okay, and. That was in the last scene. I don't know if you could tell this or if you caught it, but I caught this from the first time. 
it looks like you can see the lipstick from all the previous takes on Santino's mouth. <laughs> oh no, I didn't catch that. If you, if you kind of look closely, like his mouth is a little red or like a little bit oh, like okay. chapped, so it looks like he would was wiping off like lipstick from his face, and that's the only thing that I was like, oh god, that's bad. Okay, but, I I had like a, a few little ones, like cool. I, you know, like if you really want to like be nitpicky about things, like their apartment building is a brownstone on the outside, but very much not a brownstone on the inside. (laughs) You know, that kind of thing where you're like, that's, that's okay. Fine. It's fine. It's not a big deal. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to overlook that. Or like, I had a lot of, like, she wears her shoes all the time everywhere. And like, I don't really believe that she would wear those high shoes shoes to do everything that she does but even if she did hallmark hallmark man yeah but but even if she did like like even if she found heels that high comfortable to be wearing at all times her downstairs neighbors would have something to say about that that is (laughs) (laughs) nothing a good rug can't fix (laughs) um uh you know things like that um and i think the biggest like sort of what the fuck is the co-parenting communication between Casey and Mia Mm. in that Casey does not communicate in a way where you have to, I guess, infer that he doesn't own a cell phone. Wow. That never occurred to me. Okay. But I guess he never calls to be like, oh, I have to drop her off early or like, I'm, you know, like, He's never – she's always surprised to find him there there when he shows up. Like, That's interesting that you that you gave him so much of the benefit of the doubt that you infer that he has no phone and he's not just a dick. Well, well no. I mean, I think he's an asshole. But, um, <laughs> but he's an asshole in a way where you're like, what the fuck? Do you not own a phone? Because the real the, – the real thing is, I don't think he don't doesn't own a cell phone. I think he's an asshole. Yes. But he's acting like he doesn't own a cell phone. That's true. That is absolutely true. And the other thing is they, they there is a line in there about the fact that Rosie doesn't have a phone because she's not yet in middle school. And that is when she's allowed to get a phone. I think that's and so like, cool. So the, the idea that her father wouldn't have a cell phone is just like that much less believable. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't seem to use it. And it's frustrating because <laughs> Mia uses hers. Like you see Mia's. She's on it. Casey so. does seem like the kind of guy that probably thinks that his phone is listening to him. So he doesn't want to use it <laughs> because of the conspiracy. Either that or he's the kind of guy who like his daughter is there and they – and like, you know, he, he takes her to the park and is looking at his phone the whole time. Mm, yeah, that's probably true. Um, before, because uh, there's just one thing that I want to mention here, just since it won't fit anywhere else, but I thought that it would it was cute for us. Um, well, there's two things actually. One one of the lines is at the beginning when she's like yelling at the the, the screen. She says, "One kiss, that's all it takes to know." And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, because one kiss means one forever." Kiss and then later on, um, when she's like, when she's talking to the realtor about the um, uh, apartment in Brooklyn, <laughs> the realtor says, "It's in Brooklyn. What more could you ask for?" And I said, "That it be in Queens." 
Because <laughs> Queens is better. Yeah. We're very, very biased. We are so biased. <laughs> I am not cool enough to be in Brooklyn. <laughs> um, but speaking of other things that are in this movie. So I just want... I don't really know how to talk about it exactly other than to say that like we live tweeted this movie and there was a lot of internet anger, I would say about how Mia was leading on Rosie and Casey to think that like she wasn't being truly communicative about the fact that she and Casey were never getting back together. And that is 100% not how I read any of this. Completely agree with you. I, I never <laughs> once thought that. Yeah. Like, I table. felt like she kept being like, no, we're not getting together. And, like, it wasn't – like, I, I think it's possible that she was trying to make it a really, really soft blow for Rosie. So Rosie wasn't quite getting it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like it was wavering at any point. I wonder if people who felt that way on the internet even saw the first scene because it did kind of sneak up on you. So the scene that I'm I'm talking about is at the beginning, she goes to meet um, meet Casey at the lawyer's office basically to get the papers and talk about it. And Casey is trying to kind of say, why do we even have to do this? I've been sober for 90 days. Like, I love you, this whole thing. And she's like, I'm so proud of you, but that doesn't take away our problems, doesn't take away that you drank away our our house and our livelihood, and I'm done with all of the, the – all of the bullshit that you put me through and I'm putting down a boundary. And I think you're absolutely right, Hannah, about saying maybe it's a soft blow for Rosie because Rosie doesn't need to know all of that shit about her father until she's older because she wouldn't understand right. it right now. Um, right. But- and I and it seemed so clear to me that Mia was, was trying and I think succeeding, to be honest, in keeping Rosie's relationship with Casey positive mm-hmm. – even while hers soured. Absolutely. I think you're right. I think she did a great job. And I'm really surprised that people felt that way on Twitter. I, like I was like, I, I got to a point where I was like, do I start defending a fictional character online? <laughs> people do it all the time. What is Twitter for? <laughs> but, but yeah, it was sort of like, no, you guys, you're she, she at no point. Like he called her his wife and she was like, I'm not your wife. I don't use his last name anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm back to my my maiden name. He made her dinner. She said, good, enjoy it. I'm going out. She was very like, I can't cut you out of my life because we have a daughter. So we, I'm, I'm, I want us to have a good relationship. Yeah. And I'm doing my best. But that's the best you're going to get from yeah. me. And it was very clear that she was, you know, she was still very hurt by it and upset. But it, like... It was a, this is not happening. Uh, do you think at any point that any of those people possibly have never gone through divorce or seen it happen? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. Because, I mean, as a child of divorce and hopefully the only one in my, my family that won't be getting divorced, <laughs> knock on wood, um, I do wonder if anyone who hasn't seen what it looks like would say, oh, there's always a chance. No, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, right. I, I, I don't know. I, 
like I I was definitely like, what is happening? Like, what movie are you guys watching? Because you're not watching the same one I am. How interesting! It's very strange. Fascinating, Hannah. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, I also just like I feel like this movie needs a lot of like not even so much like supporting shout outs. It's more like. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to the writing because I thought the writing was fantastic. So amazing. It had so many like little like, these are real people with real lives. So like they're going through divorce, which is messy and terrible. Casey has like addiction problems, which he's being good about, but also he has them and it's that it, it's a problem that exists in the world. Yeah. Y- you know, like a lot of that. And then. Also, that like the parts that were really f- there were some really funny bits. Oh my god! So some funny. of which were like ad libbed, apparently, which <laughs> I really enjoyed. Um, like it all f- kind of fit together really well. And then there were like little theater jokes in it, which made me really happy, considering that Krista Rodriguez and Santino Fontana are Broadway stars. Yeah, I love it. And like that was wonderful to be like. To have them have, like, little, like, funny girl moments. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yay! I know. It was so great. I loved your tweet. You were just like, oh, yeah, I have to see funny girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned this and you brought this up because I wanted to shout it out, too, with this is an exemplary movie on how to do people falling in love. What I like about it is the drama is rooted in real life and real issues and not like crazy manufactured hijinks or the party isn't being planned properly or rival blonde or whatever. I mean, I guess technically Casey's a rival blonde. Yeah. Um, But what I have said on this podcast, you and I have said on this podcast, what I like the most about romance novels is the flirtation and the Mm -hmm. anticipation. And we got that between these two very smart, very good-looking, quippy people with wonderful stories and backstories and history. And I love it. Well, also, but, like, we're saying, like, it's so rooted in real life. About a movie that is about two people being set up by ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the magic of it, man. Yeah, right. I love you so much. stand by it no no you're absolutely right and and what i feel like we talked about this recently about a movie where it was like everything about this movie worked and it shouldn't because like because this is such a weird premise and yet it's wonderful and like grounded reality (laughs) like it's amazing right (laughs) could it have possibly been a timeless christmas yeah it's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So obviously, here's a here's a note to all the writers out there. You start with a premise that's wackadoo, but then you ground everything in like real emotion and reality, and that is where the magic happens, friends. You got yeah, ghost moms go. and musicals. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be the title of my memoir when I'm 80. <laughs> I'm I'm excited to read it. Okay. Should we jump into Hallmark Hallmark? Let's do it. 
All right. So we have them literally bumping into each other more than once. <laughs> Correct. Um, we have a, you need to get out of your funk. But the good thing about this, it's not you need to get back out there romantically. It's just you need to get back out there in life. Yeah. We have a precocious child or two. Mm, two, yep. He likes her. She hates him. It's perfect. We have an interrupted kiss. We do. Um, we have a you moment. Mm-hmm. A couple times. She has a, a line where she says, my bubby used to say, which is essentially wise words from an older person <laughs> that are very, very, like, basic yes <laughs> um we we uh have them say we have to stop meeting like this <laughs> uh we have there they have a miscommunication that they do not discuss and won't allow each other to discuss yes true 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 um i have one more that is kind of a funky one that we've mm -hmm. said before but they have a terrible united states postal service mailbox <laughs> Um, I have a couple. We the mistaking a sister for a lover. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. You see that, and a broken-hearted performer tanks their own performance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'm gonna just put this here because that was my only across the universe, and I said he basically mm -hmm. wedding singers his performance. <laughs> yep, yep. He wedding singers his performance exactly. Pretty parade. Um, pretty parade. Um. So, uh, just in case anybody cares, I did a coat count. Oh, nice. Because I felt like it. Um, I got to five. Uh, but she wears this, like, long, light brown, like, trench pea coat thing multiple times. Nice. Like, she wears it a lot. She, there's a few other times. She has a few other coats that she wears. Um, but she, like, you know, she clearly has an everyday coat. And I was proud of her for that. Like a good New York woman. Um, we would be remiss if we did not mention that red dress that she wears to the supper club. Um, she looks oh, amazing yeah. in that dress. Yeah. Though I will say, they changed the color of that dress on the movie poster. I don't know if you noticed. Oh, no. To purple. What? It's definitely that dress, though. Because um, it's, it's the same cut. But they changed it to purple and I like it better in purple. Huh. But I like I think oh. I like it better in red for the moment. Sure. Sure. I think I just like it better in purple. I also this is really I guess this is also kind of across the universe, but Krista Rodriguez played Liza Minnelli in the Halston TV show and that dress was so very reminiscent of everything Liza Minnelli that mm -hmm. it made me feel happy except that I didn't like Krista Rodriguez as Liza Minnelli at all um, I didn't watch it to be honest yeah. uh, but I do I think and I lean more in the purple because when I saw her do first date on Broadway with Zachary Levi mm -hmm. She like it, it, there's a lot of purple happening in that. I think I and remember I, those posters. I didn't see the show yeah. though. Cool. I don't, I don't really remember much about the show to be honest, but Bummer. I remember leaving thinking, oh, that was cuter than I thought it was gonna be." <laughs> <laughs> don't remember it, but that's fine. Um, uh, and also, I I just want to shout out like the teal in this movie. Thank you. 
is just everywhere and it's I'm kind of really into it. Like it's it's on clothing, it's on walls, it's on coffee cups. It's everywhere. That was I know that's so weird, but that was my other one too. Especially the last scene when um Maddie Finocchio pulls the fire alarm. She's got these teal pants, he's wearing a teal suit, the walls of her lecture hall are teal with these like really awesome other kinds of shades of green seats and I just wanted to live in that scene in those pants. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Well, I was actually thinking like her look is like if you told me that Krista Rodriguez in her contract was like, I must approve the looks or something. I would not be terribly shocked because like she, she had a look that felt sort of her own and like really matched the character Mm -hmm. in a way that I was a little like, I was like, I don't feel like it would be intuitive to put uh, this like this person in this kind of dress, but it works for me. So I'm going to say something, and this is a shout out, and if you um, you can follow them on Instagram. But the last – over the course of like this, these spring movies and the Wedding Veil movies and some movies that were happening before, I've been like, wow, these costumes are great. And almost every time it's these people call, that are on Instagram as wardrobe girls that they do these costumes and then they tell you mm-hmm. where they got all the stuff and they did this movie and they did a couple of other ones that are amazing so um, I want to shout that out like at wardrobe girls you do a great yeah. job with your characters so new and noteworthy um I have a couple okay um we don't often see someone in the middle of a divorce and we don't often yeah. talk about how divorce is a good thing And you are allowed – well, this goes into my next point – that when you fall out of love with someone or if someone is doing bad things or struggling with addiction or things like that, it does not mean that they are unworthy of love and they are not a bad Mm -hmm. guy. And we don't really have those conversations in Hallmark movies. Yeah. um, That's basically what I have as well. Um, You know, there's the sobriety issue that doesn't usually come up in Hallmark movies. Um, we've talked about it before, but like how I don't think she ever really wavers on her insistence that she's not getting back together with Casey. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in a lot of Hallmark movies, if this were the case, it would be like, there would be a, well, maybe mm. moment. I hate and there, that. Yeah. Like there just, there wasn't because th- that was not an option. Yeah. That, that was a closed door. Hundred percent. Even ghost. Even ghost. Mom was like, "He's not a bad guy, but he yeah. has his problem." You know, like he's not a bad guy, yeah. but he did bad things to my daughter, basically, and right. that's wonderful. Right. Um, and also, my other uh, new and noteworthy was that she genuinely tries to talk to Tony about Casey being in her apartment. Yeah, just be like, "Oh, let's let's talk about that." Like, let me let me explain that to you real quick. And he doesn't let her, but like, it's not like. She chickened out of telling him or anything like that, where I feel like that would have been the case in a lot of these. Absolutely. I have one more thing that is noteworthy, Mm -hmm. but the ghosts have costume changes. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) Which I wish ghosts could do on, like, the television show Ghosts. (laughs) Instead of you die in the outfit, make sure you get put on new underwear every day because that's the that is going to be the outfit that you're or just wear well actually no no, it's a 
put on new underwear every day because you don't want to go show up at the hospital in like Crappy old underwear. underwear. <laughs> but it's like just remember when you get dressed every day, that could be the outfit that you're that you have to wear for the rest of your life because you're a ghost. Well, I am currently wearing Muppet pajama pants. So if this is what I tie in, <laughs> Kermit and Piggy are coming with me. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Supporting shout out. I have so many. I literally wrote, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> Should we say who's on the table? Sure. So, I mean, obviously, ghost moms. Yes. They're funny. They're great. Loved them. They they feel like the obvious answer. But they're definitely not the only answer. Correct. Also, Bethany and Erica. They're the students in the class. They are the, like, young ghost moms yes. who are not ghosts. They are the alive <laughs> <moms>. ghost moms. <laughs> yes. We have Statler and Waldorf twice in this movie. And they're <laughs> – Dead and alive. <laughs> Various ages. Yeah. And then I think Nick and Derek also deserve a shout <laughs> Duh. I was going to say Maddie Finocchio strikes again. He. So, 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 so I would just implore you, dear listeners, to if you're going to watch this movie for any reason, and if that reason is not Sentino Fontana singing to you with his dulcet tones, it is Matty Finocchio just being amazing. Because, yeah. like, his quips made me laugh out loud so many times. His behavior, he's I mean, comic the, genius. who swims line who swims. still gets me. I love, there's a scene, okay, I mean, that that is just so brilliant. And then there's a scene, the scene where, like, they're, they're drinking wine at a bar and he's like... <laughs> We're not watching Ryan Reynolds again. We're not watching Just Friends again. Okay, come on. And then, like, he hangs up and he, like, motions to the bartender, like, another round of wine, please. And just the look on his face is perfect. So, yes, Nick and Derek are my personal Well, vote. and also the fact that he, like, the first time you we meet him in this movie, he, like, comes to be, like, like, let's get you like, out moving in the world and, like, not hold up in your apartment kind of deal. And then basically was and she was like, well, like, fine, I'll go to the movies, but I have to have wine. And he's like, yeah, we can make that happen. He's like, yeah, put one for the soda cups. No problem. Bye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay. Cool. Great job supporting people. Kiss meter. We have so many kisses. So many kisses. So I, I rated the first three because I think there are four, but I feel like four. I did rate four. Yeah. Um, I can wing the fourth one, but okay. Okay. So the first one I called the rooftop kiss. Um, so I gave it a nine because I thought the intensity and the desperation were like hot, uh, but it should have lasted longer. And that's why it's not a 10. I also gave it a nine um, with the dancing and the like the ambiance where and where it is in the song, the facts that he like doesn't kiss her and then she pulls him in yes but i agree it should have been it could have been a little bit more passionate i could have gotten a little bit more eating my face off but i mm -hmm, loved it mm -hmm. um then we have the hallway kiss after their date in which he puts his hands on her face and pulls her in hmm. which again very pro in this situation 
Um, this one, I didn't think the kiss was quite as good as the rooftop, but it's still got a nine because, as we've said many, many, many times, the before and after banter can make or break a kiss. And the after banter is basically like, dream of me. It wouldn't be the first time. Like, swoon. You can knock me over with a feather. Yes, please. Very good. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I gave it an 8.5 only because okay. it didn't make me go like the first one did. But I agree with everything that you said. And I do love when you hold someone's face and it's kissing and oh. Yeah, it's like you're so precious to me. Except not in a baby way. No. Kiss <laughs> for three. Movie theater kiss. Movie theater kiss. So I gave it an eight because I did like the over the chairs, like because they're in different rows kiss. But I did think it was a little bit on the chaste side for a kiss that was like, we are back together. But it kind of had enough in it that I could be convinced that it grows into an 8.5. Wow, Hannah, you and I are just like, doing the thing because I also gave it an eight um which is which is high because you know how I feel about seated kisses <laughs> but the, I do I liked the fact that they were kind of on different levels and it was cute it would have felt weird if they were next to each other um the kiss was kind of loud like there was a lot of smacking but they just seemed so happy and there is a series of kisses in this scene. So they, they yeah. like kiss, they talk, we see the moms, whatever, and then they just kind of keep kissing. And that kiss did, in my opinion, get better more and more. So if we had, like, kept on them a little longer, it might have been nice. Yeah. Uh, so the last kiss is their kiss as they're doing a little duet at the supper club, you know, however long later. You know, uh, you get the impression that it's months. Yeah. It, you know, um, I gave it an eight because I thought it was sweet. And considering that is it is a public kiss, like up in front of everyone, um, it didn't really make me cringe. Yeah. So, uh, like, win, I guess. I'm going to just steal your eight because I didn't write one down because I'm like four kisses Jesus four kiss means like eons through lifetimes past lives future lives well th this world has ghosts they've got a it's eons it's eons it's, it's, it is like legit forever on the di on the different planes <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think one of the it might not make us cringe because it's a public kiss is because it's not their first kiss they are performing like it, it's a it's kind of one of those things. And they are just so into each other at that point that it doesn't really matter. Like, And they're singing a love song to each other. It's song. really cute. I love something stupid. Yeah. It's a great It's song. really cute. Because also it it feels like it's it was such a perfect choice of song because not only is it a standard and it, it fits with their vocal range well, mm -hmm. but also – it feels like character wise that the two of them would be like, yeah, it's stupid to say I, I like, I can't believe I said I love you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's that, you know, I that feels right. It. it was perfect. 
So, Katie, would you watch this movie? I like, yes, of course. Okay, so I loved this movie. I loved that. Like, we've we've already talked about why we love it. So, what I could I in a box? Yes, I love this. Um, I, our friend Rachel over at Hallmarkies podcast even said if you have never watched a Hallmark movie and you are willing to give one a try, get on board with this one because it's probably the best written, best produced, and probably the best acted. Stru- and structured and whatever that I, we've had in a very, very long time. And if this is the yeah. direction that Hallmark is going, give me more. Hannah, how about you? Uh, I said a thousand percent. Uh, it's great. I loved it. It's well written. It's funny. It's sweet. It doesn't shy away from like the realer aspects of life. And it's Broadway people, which makes me stupid happy. And they actually get a chance to sing, which, yes, yay. So no notes, please watch. <laughs> <laughs> and you all know out there, if you've listened to our episode off the menu, how much we love Santino Fontana. So like this was a obvious choice for us to mm-hmm. do. Um, we were just so relieved that this was as good as it was because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, I was so excited to watch it, but a little apprehensive because, you know, it's like, I have built this up so much in my mind about like, this could be really good and I'm really excited, but I'm worried that it won't live up to me being this excited for it. Yeah. And then it was, it was as good as I had hoped. And that made me so happy. <laughs> nerds. We're such nerds and I love it. <laughs> <sighs> I'm so glad we did this episode. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad we did too. Uh, and thank you everyone for uh, going on this journey with us. Make sure you are following us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. One kiss means forever, where the one and the four are numerals, so that you can follow our live tweets, see when we have new episodes up, all that fun jazz. Yes, and if you would like to email us your favorite standards or, you know, whatever, don't send us stories about ghosts, though, you can email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com, and that's all spelled out like it is on our logo. And as always, thanks to Flynn Pastors for our intro outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Thanks, and everybody. We'll see you in a f- another few weeks. Hooray! Bye-bye! Bye! <laughs>